amount that surgeons like to live off of has increased significantly. It used to be 50% of their income they could live off of in retirement. Then it went to 60%. Now it's as high as 80%. The common misconception is, is that you spend less when you retire. Uh-huh. It actually is the reverse of what people think. Yeah. So on average, surgeons, surgeons retire, they want to shoot for about 500000 of annual income. Here's the problem that surgeons have. Welcome to the Nurse Surgery Podcast. I'm Mike Wang, and I'm here with my co-host, J.P. Colson. We are here to discuss all things neurosurgical. Hi, this is J.P. Colson, a resident in neurosurgery at Rush University. Please note that this is not a CME event, and the opinions and statements made in this podcast do not reflect those of any institution or professional organization. Now, let's get started. Great. So today on the Neurosurgery Podcast, we are uh, having the third in our three-part series on neurosurgical finances. And again, uh, in this podcast, we are not offering any legal or financial advice that's binding. This is just a conversation. And uh, the first two, or if you haven't listened to them yet, the first was for the young neurosurgeon just as you're getting going. The second was for the mid-career surgeon when they're in their peak sort of a a surgical vitality as well as potentially money-making ability or income generation. And the third is more towards as people are thinking about retirement. And of course, we know careers are going to vary in length. So I'm very lucky uh, today to be uh, having as our two guests, uh, Ian Rose and Robert Owen. Um, Can I have you guys introduce yourselves? Ian, why don't you go first? My name is Ian Rose, and I'm a founding partner of Surgeons Capital Management. Uh, Bob and I have been uh, running SCM for about uh, five years. And uh, we, we uh, have clients all across AANS and NAS and Smiths and CNS. And uh, we're a wealth manager firm that actually only works with ortho and neurosurgeons. And uh, that's, that's exclusively what we do. Great. Great. And Bob? Yeah, I'm Bob Owen. I'm also a founding partner of Surgeons Capital Management. And we decided to work with surgeons about five or six years ago because um, they... They're, they're tough to work with because you guys are busy people, uh, but you also don't have a lot of time to pay attention to retirement issues, investing, et cetera. So we felt that there was a niche and we could provide that. I've been in the business since 19, I shouldn't probably tell you, 1969, <laughs> but uh, you know, I'm still uh, vibrant, uh, but I'm, my young partner keeps me, keeps me going. Great, great. Now, I met, met you guys first because you would exhibit at some of our national meetings, mm-hmm. and I've seen you again and again, and then I remember you first said, hey, uh, Dr. Wang, you know, talk to us, and I talked to you guys, then I found out that lots of my friends uh, have, have worked with you before, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. We, we met at uh, Southern Neurosurgical. You were there as a, as a guest of the uh, Oh, that's of, right. Of the faculty. That's right, that's right. It happened to be in Florida. In the Keys, that's right. Correct. And, and you are sort of based out of Florida, right, both of you? No, we're based, Philadelphia is our main office, but we, we, I have, we have a house in, I have a house in, in Point Beach. So. We're all over the place, but yeah. basically uh, after that meeting, you talked me into going to your meeting down in Miami, and I, we canceled another one. The spine section. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, yes. We, we, pulled, we pulled out of AAOS to come to your meeting. Well, you should, because I, I, yeah. I was the chair of the double, of yes. the, which is where we are right now, the spine yeah. section. Thank you for coming back. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. Yes. It, we, we, we do appreciate it, and, and I think one of the reasons why we're able to be where we are is because we're in front of you. So what I mean by that is, you know, if, 
if we didn't do a good job, we wouldn't be keep we wouldn't keep showing up at your meetings because we would be obviously facing some some heat. But what we do is is we like to support you guys, we like to work with you guys, and we like to be in front of you and be seen so that you know we see you at probably twenty meetings a year. Well, now I'm going to let you put your surgeon's capital management cap cap or hat back on at the end, but I want to start with some basics because, again, as you said, surgeons are super busy and we're ADHD and all that, right? So let's talk about the the surgeon who's getting close to retirement. Some some guys are going to be in their 50s, some guys are going to be in their 70s, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not a fixed age. You've worked worked with lots of surgeons, ortho and neuro. What are the common mistakes people make? Well, one that uh, really jumps out at me. We have a number of people we work with that in 08, just as we've been going through some trauma right now in the markets, got out of the markets, and we're going to get back in when the markets did better. You're talking about the last recession, 2008. Yes, 08, 2008. Well, they, we talk with them, we get their information, they're still in cash. They never got back in the market. So one of the things that we find, uh, they surgeons don't want to make home runs. They don't want to lose their money because you work hard to get it. And uh, so it, it's an, an emotional thing, I think, basically. Uh, and we're not all cut out to be investors because it's kind of counterintuitive to what you're, how you feel emotionally. When you, we all buy high and sell low. Yeah, well, that's, you're not supposed to do that, right? You're supposed no, to you're buy not, low. You're supposed to do it the opposite way. Yeah. Yeah. But we're, our, our emotional uh, uh, makeup doesn't allow you to do that. And that's one of the reasons why we're probably pretty good to be because when people feel that way and might want to do, when they talk with us, we can we took get it mo- out. We took emotion out of it, which actually is a proven fact. So let's let's go deeper into that because yeah. every neurosurgeon out there who's listening and every future neurosurgeon mm-hmm. thinks they're super smart mm-hmm. and they by and, by, by and large are very well-educated, hardworking, yep. disciplined. Yep. Yes. So how does that happen? Because you can't take emotion out of it when it's your own money. Okay. So when you have a neurosurgeon, let's say they, they manage their own money and they have a 20% decline. Well, the feeling is going to be in their gut, like, this is my own money. I'm managing it. I'm going to get out of the market and I'll, and I'll try and get back in when it looks better. And that's mm. what they try to do. It's been proven by, you know, fund companies and research analytics that the average advisor has an average return of 3% higher than the retail investor per year because we take emotion out of it. We don't try and get scared and time the market, get in and get out. We are consistently in it because we don't have, we have the, the rational thought without the emotional thought. It's not your money per se. Correct. Yeah, okay. Correct. Plus we also have you know access to, to programs that are obviously you know a little bit different than just the traditional stock and bond portfolio. But I think one of the other mistakes that, that's made is a lot is a lot on the, the estate planning side. So, you know, you'll get guys that never really planned for taxes to go up. Well, if you live in the state of California or you live in the state of New York or Connecticut, your tax breaks last year just got destroyed. So all the estate planning you did prior to 2020 would have been fine, but now who knows? Um, you know, estate taxes change. You've got guys that, that make a lot of money. They didn't put uh, creditor protection or titling or wills or trusts. So a lot of that is, is some of the stuff we discuss with a lot of our, our, our retiring um, docs as well, plus income planning. It's, it's very easy to make 7% return on your money. But the real problem is, is when you take it, not to lose it. 
But if, hold on, I want to back up. It's easy to make seven percent on your money. It's easier to tar- it's easy long to target term. long term. Long term. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say because I'm not yeah. getting seven percent. Yeah, you, no, no, it's, it's easy to long, it's easy to, to to target long term of a, a seven or eight percent return. But when you say I'm ready to retire, I need five percent a year. If you have a, a year like two thousand and eight, you're going back to work because you're taking five percent and you're losing forty. So basically, you lost half your assets. So. The real challenge with the, the close to retirement age is not trying to accumulate assets anymore. It's trying to figure out how to distribute them efficiently for keeping it until basically till death, as well as tax management. Because 401ks, 403bs, IRAs are all fully taxable at ordinary income when they come out. So you right off the bat, you're losing 30%. So the, to me, and I, I could be wrong about this, all the things you're telling me are true and I take them at face value, they don't seem specific to surgeons. Like, what are the mistakes? Because, okay, so I, I reread mm-hmm. this last week, The Millionaire Next Door. Mm-hmm. I bought it again. I read it as a resident. And there's a whole chapter on doctors, like a whole chapter just for us. And there are only like eight chapters, yeah. right? So what are we doing? Okay, I'll give you well, an example. Well, that's, that's actually one, that is one you, of the problems. Give okay, one give me an example, Bob. So surgeons are tough to work with because you guys are busy and you get called in for emergencies or surgeries go longer than you think and you cancel appointments. What we have found is that surgeons don't always get the best advisors because the good advisors give up. They're not gonna deal with- They have no patience for it. They have no patience for it. So to us, that actually worked to our advantage because we we understand that. So we do a lot of things with technology. We don't necessarily go to the hospital to do a meeting. We're doing a join me meeting uh, over the internet, et cetera. And and we've done meetings at 10 o'clock at night, we've done meetings with somebody who said, I can't do it, but can you do it tomorrow morning? We figure we're gonna get him because they're in Michigan. They're really in Hawaii. They fi- they said 10, 10 o'clock in the morning. Well, on the East Coast, that's like yeah. eight o'clock. Yeah. But anyway, we accommodate mm-hmm. yeah, we've done their situation day. because they're not always, when they're ready to talk, maybe it's someplace they've gone with their family or something like that. So we tend to accommodate that. And I think that's one of the things that I think surgeons end up getting people who advise them who, um, and, and this is, I'm not, this is not, I'm not bad mouthing or, or trying to make a comment. No, please, here, but, give us criticism. Well, no, no, but they, they might have somebody who uh, wants them to invest in a uh, window company, window replacement company, and it's a friend of the family, and they want to help. And uh, so they're, they're, people know they have money, and therefore they're, they're, they're targeted by people who know them. Yeah, to me, yeah. that's part of the problem because I feel like, I, I know a lot of surgeons are the kids of surgeons, but by and large, surgeons sort of defer gratification. Then, then we have this enormous income generating potential, right? Every surgeon out there almost by definition is a one percenter. I mean, mm-hmm. it's almost impossible. Yes. You have to be doing something super wrong. And it's not a point, point of arrogance, it's just a fact. And then we, we're not really prepared for that. Like we don't really know how to manage money except to like don't spend any money like most surgeons I know won't buy you a drink right Mm -hmm. Right. but they're willing to lose a ton of money like millions somewhere else and there's something about the psychology that's I think different Mm -hmm. or maybe I'm wrong you tell me no no I I, uh, one one of the other things that's come out of our work and going to we do about 20 surgeon meetings a year and I just did a board uh, presentation to a, a large organization and the board members the comment that got back to me said, you know, I've been with a company for 10 years. They've been managing my money. I've had four investment advisors, never met them. They've, they've 
transferred me on the phone. You guys, we see once a year at least, mm -hmm. and we can talk. And by the way, I feel comfortable because I know you're doing business with other surgeons, and if there's a problem, I'm gonna know about it. Right. So I think they end up having confidence in us and actually then release and give, give us the ability to work with Yeah, them. I think you're right. I think that because of, you tend to traffic in your own specialty. Right. So if you're in the finance world, you know a lot of finance people, you kind of mm -hmm. get it. With us, we're not as exposed to that, mm -hmm. and so our trust level is low mm -hmm. because we're with other surgeons all the time, right? right? And so our advice comes from other surgeons who typically are not doing as well in right. the markets or whatever you want to say, right? Mm -hmm. But I think one of the other advantages we, that, that we bring to the table is we go out of our way to, a lot of times, you know, people say, hey, manage money or insurance or estate planning. But there's other things that we provide that are, are of no benefit to us whatsoever. Like we have, a, I have a, a client in, in Charleston. We met with him, A, during Hurricane Dorian. Not a week before, not a week ever, the day of, because he wanted to meet, so we met with him. This guy wanted you to come in a hurricane to go talk. Correct. I was at his house during Hurricane Was Dorian. it a night? Was it? Wasn't going to work. It, it, it <laughs> wasn't working. Okay. So I was there. I was there. Okay. And we helped him out. He, he, has a, he had a, a defined benefits plan through his practice, and you know he was being charged a, a high rate by his, part, his TPA. And I said, look, I said, you know, that seems kind of high. Let me, let me get some, let me make some calls and see what I can do for you. And we got it reduced by 90%. That doesn't do anything for us, mm -hmm. but it makes our clients happy mm -hmm. because we go, we, we go above and beyond just the traditional asset management and, and all that. We are more on the concierge side. We will help you find an accountant. We will help, we will help you find and vet uh, estate attorneys. We will make sure that we operate almost like a general manager, almost like a, a, an oversight of a football team. We'll play any position you want, but as general manager, we, we almost kind of help you keep more of your time. And your time is much more valuable to you than it is than, 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 than ours. So let me go to something super simple that people are always interested in, something like um, the uh, retirement savings calculator, mm -hmm. right? So you can go online or you can read about it, yeah. and there's all these different calculators or calculations to figure out if you want to retire, how much money? This is how certain right. things, right? right? They're right, like, I need right. to have this much in the bank, right. Right? Right, 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 right? So tell me what you guys use. Maybe it's well, different between the two of you. Well, because no, I've heard so many no, of them. Okay. No, 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 no. But you're really talking about an area that is uh, you can't predict it because sequence of turns. If you retire in a year when the market goes down thirty percent, mm -hmm. your assumptions are going to be all off. Right. If you retire in a year when the market was up thirty percent, you're probably going to be home free. So what we do is we do assumptions that test that. So in essence, what you don't want to do is run out of money. So we tend to be very conservative on the assumption. A lot of people say, okay, when we're accumulating money, 7% mm -hmm. is a good number. But when you're taking money out of the pot, 4% Remember, you talk to surgeons now. What do you yeah. mean by 7%? 7% return. I'm oh, 7% return. Yeah. Okay. When, when you're accumulating money and you got 10, 20, 30 years, that's reasonable. Right. But when you're starting to take the money out in distributions, you should be thinking of more of a 4% return or even less, okay. depending on your right. where the state So is. give me some idea because that's a lot of math for some of our people. So, yeah. you know, so, say like I'm in, in my 50s, I'm going to work a little bit longer mm -hmm. to try to figure out what the number is going to mm -hmm. be. And I know, it's, I know it's variable how long I'm going to live for. But give me a general idea. Let's say like I wanted to... Um, I wanted to have a nest egg of a certain size. So the, the funny thing about that is, is over the years, 
the amount that surgeons like to live off of has increased significantly. It used to be 50% of their income they could live off of in retirement. That sounds pretty good. It used to be. Then it went to 60%. Now it's as high as 80%. What are these people doing in retirement? Spending more money because they're not working. Oh, so the, the, okay. the common misconception is, is that you spend less when you retire. Uh-huh. You actually That's what wind I up spending more. What? Really? Sure. Because when you retire, you have all that time that you aren't working anymore. What are you doing with it? You're going on vacations. You're shopping. You're doing this because you have, you have time to fill. So what, it actually is the reverse of what people think. Yeah. So on average, surgeons, surgeons retire. They want to shoot for about 500000 of annual income. Here's the problem that surgeons have. Most of their assets are in pre-tax plans, 401ks, cash balance plans, 403bs, oh. DB plans. The problem with those is they're sensitive to whatever the tax rate is at that time. Right now, we're at 37% top bracket. It's the lowest it's been in years. As that bracket creeps back up, your assumptions have to change as those brackets change. So what we try to do is we try to say, okay, surgeons fall into one of two problems. They either have too much in pre-tax money or they have too much of pre-tax money, and because of royalties, they have over-concentration in, in one or two stocks. Okay. Because if you're, uh, you know, if you're getting a lot of royalties from one or two companies, right. you're getting it as stock. You're not diversified. Correct. Yeah. So you're, you're beholden to whatever that company's gonna do. What we try to do is we don't just say, okay, diversify your assets. What we should be doing and what we do is we diversify your taxable assets. So what we're saying by that is, is we try to break it up so that you have some pre-tax, some taxable, and some tax-free. That way, when you go to retire, we can make assumptions that are a lot easier because we can manipulate the brackets because we have tax-free assets so to do this it. is very interesting what you're telling me because I was watching Suze Orman on PBS yeah. the other night because I love her. But you're right because when you look at the news items that come through or internet-based mm-hmm. information, it's basically for the average person, right? right. So they, when they retire, they, have a, they retire usually to a lower tax mm-hmm. bracket. Mm-hmm. But you're saying that most surgeons remain at the highest tax right. bracket after retirement. I think I've made some miscalculations of my own here. Average bracket at retirement for surgeons is 25% currently, and that's not including any state. So if you're in New York City, it's definitely not 25. But on average, it's about 25% that you, that you retire on. And yeah. that's assuming that they don't go up. Yeah. As they go up, that 25% goes up. What percentage of surgeons do you think out there, uh, let's say over the age of 40, right, have somebody like you in their corner? Wow. I would say less than 30%. That's, that's my impression too. Because when I, when I, I used to run the retirement plan, the 403B for, for University of Pennsylvania Health System. Okay. Even with a match, an employer match, it was only 30% enrollment and that was the average. You're talking about doctors or you're talking about... Doc, well, doctors in general, unless they have someone that, that, that's usually holding their hand or walking them through the process, they just don't have time to do but it. But they don't like to be walked through stuff, right? They that's don't the like thing. to, but it, it, that's the way to get it done. Yeah. I mean, we, we, like I, the, way we, the way we operate is we're more on the concierge side. Yeah. So we, we do the, the hand-holding, and most of you guys like the hand-holding. You say, you, you know, a lot of times you, you say you don't like it, but then when the process is done, you're like, wow, that was great. I'm glad that I had someone to help get me through this. Wow, great, great, great. Okay, so uh, let, me, let me wrap this up by letting you guys give one, independently, right, mm-hmm. one bullet point, like a take-home. If you only listen to one thing on this podcast, this is what I'm going to tell the surgeon who's sort of like past their absolute prime years. So over the age of 45, 50, let's mm-hmm. just say. Let's just take that as an arbitrary number, okay? So Robert, why don't you go first? Um, the, the, when you're planning for retirement, it's planning often, not once. 
So as you get closer and closer to retirement, you should be looking at your plan a little more frequently. How often? Once a year, I okay. would say, as, as a general rule. But basically what we find is people put things, they don't, they don't test against the plan and we, do, we help them do that. Okay, that's great yeah. advice because you don't just make one plan, you remain fluid. Right, right. right. And right. Yeah, plan, planning is not a uh, one-stop shop. Okay, Ian, so give us your, your bullet point. My bullet point would be tax diversification. Most surgeons have all of their money in pre-tax plans, and what happens is, is you're beholden to whatever the tax bracket is at that time, and it limits what you can do. I mean, that, that is the main problem surgeons have, is that you guys are highly compensated, but you're in the same benefits as people that are not highly compensated. Why not have access to a plan that allows you to take advantage of being highly compensated? I mean, that's where, I mean, that's one of our specialties is, is working with you guys in the, the highly compensated space to give you access to tax-free programs. But what it does is you need to diversify when you have money coming out. You need to diversify where it's coming from and how it's coming. And that's really one of the big take-homes that, that a lot of surgeons miss. You can, that, you can manage your tax rate in the future. And, you know, with $23 trillion in debt, probably going to end up in a higher income tax rate no matter who is president 10 years from now and so if you put money in to like a Roth IRA which you can't do which is after tax money it grows tax-free comes out tax-free so the best time to put it in is at the lower tax bracket and then take it out at the higher tax bracket and we have a capability of doing that for surgeons. Great, great. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast today. This has been very informative. I hope everybody listening is planning ahead on a regular basis, as you said, Bob. Yeah. And uh, thank you, and please tune in again. Yeah, and thank you, Mike, for, thank you, Mike, for, for inviting us. us.